0: Guys, today on the uh, Select Few podcast, we have Jonathan Scott. He's a former University of Texas All-American, former lineman for the NFL, and now a published author with a best-selling book on Amazon. Jonathan, we welcome you.
1: No, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. Um, um, yeah, it's just, it's just great to be able uh, to just be able to help people and empower people. So. Glad to be here. Glad to be here.
0: Uh, I know you got a busy schedule. and really appreciate that. And uh, it's 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 hard to figure out where to start, man. You got such yeah. a, you know, just everything to today is just yet so much. So it's like yeah. trying to find, yeah. you know, really where to kick it off. And I guess, you know, being this entrepreneur-based podcast, I like to really start off with, like, what are you currently working on right now?
1: Um, yeah, no. I'm currently working on um, – Some things in the private finance space, Um, helping individuals, you know, with or doing projects, typically for like the hundred million or more type deals. Uh, Just aligning different uh, commerce relationships and being able to build—that's my biggest thing—is like, uh, how do you build something that's going to outlast my existence on Earth? And so you know, at the end of the day, it's all about legacy. Yeah, legacy building. Legacy building. And so uh, you know, it's kind of funny. The first game, you know game that I learned to play was Monopoly.
0: Okay. And so <laughs> I always knew that I was
1: gonna be, I was gonna be in, in the Monopoly game. You yeah. know, real estate or businesses, being able to acquire things, and not just for my own you know personal game, but for for family you know, my family and and generations to come because, you know, certain names are held in a certain regard and they had, you know, they haven't been on this earth for some in some cases centuries. Yeah. So uh you know, I want my name to be in that same light. Um, you know, like the Rockefellers, Carnegie's, those names, they still exist. Yeah. You know, so um I I I find that very, you know, kind of my Lack of a better word, it's just my my gear. Okay, just make me just go go get it. You know, I mean,
0: there's you know, there's something about you know the game of Monopoly, right, or Mm -hmm. even chess. Yeah, yeah. you know, just the strategic. You know, yeah, no, and it it almost to me, it's always made sense. Like when athletes come out of the industry and they go into business, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're Mm -hmm. they're going from play to play. You know, they're they're working the field. And uh, so it, it makes total sense, but yeah, no, it's, I've, I've always been a big fan of doing like something legacy, right? It's not about me right now, right? You know, yeah. For me, it's you know what what am I going to leave behind? You yeah. know what's what's that name look like? You know, ho- you know, hopefully it's a humble name and something that gave back and done this and that. But to uh, to have a name out there that's everlasting that's huge. It's, yeah, no. it's a it's a huge thing to to conquer. Yeah,
1: no, it's 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 humbling because it you know it's everything. That you know leads up to this point right now, it was a series of you know subconscious training, not even not even you know, not <laughs> even knowing it, but you know it's it's conditioning. It's a certain mental conditioning uh, outside of physical conditioning. You know it's you know what are some things that are synonymous synonymous with like entrepreneurs? It's resilience, toughness, yeah. uh, uh, you know you know, pride. Tenacity, I mean, it goes on, you know, the words, the the scriptures go on and on. Um, You know, you got to work, you know, work ethic, um, consistency. Um, I mean, you name it, you know, everything that's in entrepreneurism, if that's a word, (laughs) entrepreneurship, (laughs) 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 entrepreneurship, and as well as an athlete. It's synonymous, right? It's chosen few. It's only a select people that can do it. You know, select few. Select few. <laughs> Plug, <laughs> All right? It's only a select few. So, um, I, you know, it's one thing I always say is uh, I always pay, you know, homage and you know, to prefer, you know, being a professional athlete. You know, I don't I don't make it my identity, but I mean, it is. It's one of my many identities, sure. if you will. It's. It's uh, it's a component, not the whole thing, but it's a component of who I am. Sure,
0: it's it's it was another step, yeah, you know, exactly. another step in life. But it took you to where you are right now. Exactly, yeah, you yeah, know, I'm saying correct. And I mean that's that's the thing about sports and athletes. I mean, you can only do it so long. You know, they're yeah. leading, they're leading at a 34 year old t- guy man, like when's I, he ready to retire? Yeah,
1: I, you know, and that was the thing. <laughs> you know, people were like man, you know, after you retired, man, how was it hard? Was it hard? You know, um, you know, for me. The transition was relatively easy and the reason why is the conditioning that I learned from my dad and my parent, my mom as well, is that like you're not gonna play forever. Yeah. Right. You're gonna get to, you know, you're gonna you're gonna reach your goal, you're gonna achieve your goal, but you cannot play forever. Period. There is not one person you can name me that's playing forever. People, you know, people were thinking it with Tom Brady, but yeah, oh, yeah he done yeah. too. Let's so, retire, get like, back in, retire yeah, again. But yeah. you, know, like, you can't play forever. No. So I never had this like I knew it was gonna end at some point. Yeah. Right? And I'm okay with that because like I said, it's it's a part of my story, right? Yeah, and, uh,
0: I mean, look, you're building a legacy and not tearing up your body now. Exactly, right? You know, right.
1: yeah. And plus, I'm tired of yeah. waking up sore and hurting, <laughs> and body and pain. Like, yeah. those days, I'm so glad them days are over. Oh, Man, yeah. I wake up and just roll out of bed and like, oh, okay,
0: I'm good. Now, 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 it's all about financial hits, right. About right. hits. right? Right, right, <laughs> right. So
1: it's you know just. There's different challenges, right? You know, they just present themselves differently. So, one thing I always tell, you know, I kind of tell, like, young mentees is that you're the thing when you get into, whether it's you're in corporate America or entrepreneurship, you are going to run into conflict. Yeah. Period. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to. Yeah. Right? And it's just how you handle those different types of conflict. You know, how you process that conflict. How you process internal conflict. Like... I remember one a good buddy of mine used to always say, it's not a uh, it's not about if you doubt yourself, it's when you doubt yourself. How do you respond to it? And the way you respond to it is read your resume. Like yeah. think about all the stuff you've done. Pay pay homage to it. Like yeah, I went not only did I play in the NFL right, I played at the highest level, I played at the University of Texas, won a national championship, was a consensus all-American. In high school and in college, I was on the dean's list. I was I was an honor roll. I graduated sixth in my class in high school. I was a trailblazer. I'm part of Omega Psi Phi <coughs> Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I'm you know rewind. I'm I'm on the board of directors for the National National Psoriasis Foundation. Like I got a resume, yeah, right. And so when you, you're running into those situations where like man. Man, I don't know how I'm gonna turn you know, how can I turn my company into Amazon? And he's like, Man, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. When you start doubting yourself, read your resume. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the same thing. It's like I'm about to go up go up against uh Dwight Freeney. I have to read my resume. I'm good too. I ain't scared of I ain't scared of Dwight Freeney. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he puts his shoes on just like I do. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Like you you pay respect to them, but I ain't no punk. Like yeah. <laughs> like I'm I not mean, gonna bow down to you just because of your name. You right? know,
0: I, I found too just through my process of entrepreneurship is sometimes when you dream really 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 big, mm-hmm. you start to psych yourself out more mm. instead of like looking at step step steps of mm. dreams. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like you said, if if somebody comes to your office, you are like, hey, you know, how do I get to become Amazon? Mm-hmm. Right. But right yeah. now they're like one year in. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's a fantastic goal, right? But where's yeah, the goals got, in between?
1: Yeah, and so you gotta, um, you gotta, you gotta take steps, and you gotta recognize those small wins because those small wins is what's gonna build your character. It's gonna build, it's gonna build that that grit. It's gonna build that toughness, right? Like, I can't, I can't become a billionaire until until I start thinking like one. Sure, I can't become a professional athlete until until I start thinking. I can't become an entrepreneur until I start thinking like an entrepreneur. So it's, at the end of the day, what are we talking about? Mindset. Yeah. And so, uh, when you're going through this process, you have to recognize that, like, you gotta put, you gotta put in the work, right? You're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're going to get scathed, you're gonna get bruised, you might have a cardiac arrest through, throughout the process, sure. not, not necessarily literally, but you know, it like you're gonna. Like it. it feels like <laughs> it, right? All right, and you're gonna go through tough times. You're gonna be have sleepless nights, and I'm talking about entrepreneurship. Um, but trust me, like there's this picture. Think about Jeff Bezos when he started.
0: Yeah, the two car
1: garage. Yeah, the yeah. two car garage. Look yeah. at it now. And, and like it's, it's. It's a competitor with UPS just on the distribution and freight services. It's, it's yeah. the same as UPS, the United Postal Service, <laughs> right. as well as UPS and FedEx, and we yeah. all know how big they are. So just imagine, like, um, you, you just got to start. You got to start where you are, right? And the biggest thing I tell people is that understand. Focus on the why. The how will come. That's that's God's plan. Yeah. He gonna He gonna show you how. I mean, at least him, I believe. I tell that's my wife my, that all the time. That's you know? my faith. You know, is that the how is going to present itself?
0: It's true. You know, like recently, we, my wife and I, we launched a nonprofit. You mm-hmm. know, went through the whole corporation process and all that, and yeah, and uh, she's like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" I'm like, "Don't worry about that." I said, "I got the paperwork done." <laughs> yeah, that's all. I was like, God's gonna, "God's gonna let us know." Like, <laughs> yeah, who are we just, gonna help? You yeah, know? Exactly. I said that's part of it, but that's that goes to dreaming, right? It's yeah. You know, I feel like there's a greater plan for myself yeah. And that's what I'm following But that's the same thing with any business yeah.
1: And then, you know, and kind of just Constantly go back and forth on a Comparison It's like that I had, I remember When I was What's that S- no. S- you know, mid, Middle school, so that's what Seventh yeah. grade, I was in seventh grade Emmett Smith came and talked to us Right, yeah. right um, you know At will middle school, right middle school, right we had a pretty good pretty good team and uh, we had some we had some potential potential great players, right And he came and spoke to us and you got to think as a kid seeing him, that's like seeing a Titan walk in the room, right yeah. And something that resonated with me, he said, He's like, if you have dreams of becoming a, you know, you want to play pro ball, just believe in yourself and just go do it, right? And I'm thinking, you know, fast forward, you're thinking it's a, a press for, <laughs> for Nike or something. Yeah. But the way he said it with so much conviction is like, well, a person that you can see and touch is at your school saying, like, I did it, you can do it. yeah. And, it's, and it seems so believable. And at that moment, that's when I decided myself is – in the NFL, right? But I can guarantee you I didn't know how. I didn't know the how. Yeah, I didn't have a clue on the how. So I just did what was in front of me. The first thing in front of me was, alright, I need to get in shape. That was the first <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> and then it grew from getting in shape to getting stronger, right? And then on top of that, said, you know, you know, it was a thing that was kind of said all the time. Is like, if you can't beat them, join them. And so in my mind, it's like, well, just look at the people who you want to join. So I used to watch the the, the people who were the like who were top tier in my position. I looked at the Jonathan Ogden's, um, Tony Castillo, uh, Castillo um, uh, Munoz. I just watched them, and if they if they're the person that Jonathan, John Madden, and Pat Summerall are talking about all the time, well, just we'll do what they do, right? Yeah. So I just used to mimic them, right? And so that's, again, that's the how. Like, I just saw what was in front of me. Like, people out there that's, that's trying to become something, just mimic the things that are in front of you. And when I say mimic, I'm talking about the elite. I'm not talking about somebody on Instagram and has got likes. I'm talking about someone who has the skill set, like yeah. who has the best skill set. If I want to become an NBA player, I'm going to look at the best person who plays NBA, sure. right? Arguably, it could be... LeBron, it could be, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. It could be uh, uh, a Luka, Who, whoever it is. Yeah. Look at that person, study them, look at them, mimic them, right? And then just pick up, it's kind of like a mechanic, right? When you first started, when you first start as a mechanic, like you have your own shop, right? When you first, get, you get a wrench and a hammer, that's it, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fast forward over 10, 15 years, you got so many tools and you got so many tools you yeah. can utilize and then you get crafty with it where now you can use a pencil and you can fix a carburetor with it because <laughs> you got a skill set now, right? Yeah. But it takes time. It takes it takes in putting in the work. Um, and the good thing is is that the harder and harder you work, the luckier and luckier you get. Because if you if you sit around and don't do nothing, your luck is gonna be real slim. Oh, but fair. if you putting in the work, putting in the work, Luck is gonna come it's gonna come some kind of way.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of no's along the way and then you get that one yes and you yeah, get and in through what, with the right person. It's you know, life can change in a minute.
1: Yeah, you know, like think about all the greats who got no's, right? You know, you know, being if you're in the entertainment space. Think about how many times Oprah Winfrey got told no. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody saying no to Oprah no, now. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. No, right? they, they won't have a job. Jeff, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeff Bezos. Ain't nobody saying no to him. No. Right? Like, but you got to put in the work. It's the testimony. I mean... You can go and go to biblical. Like everything's a testimony. It's it's telling. This is what I attest, and I'm telling the story, right?
0: I mean, I mean, that's how it was for me. Even taking the jump, I I I didn't really believe in myself. I knew I was good at what I did and doing Mm -hmm. for other people. I was like, I really ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I was like, the only people would disappoint, in my opinion, was the people that supported me. Yeah. You know, (laughs) everybody's. You know, my wife's like, you're gonna disappoint yourself, and this and that's it. Not really, because I haven't had a big belief in myself. I just kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. I had like this negative upbringing, and you know, I just kind of was a very independent person. Yeah. So it's like, just focus on. Ain't it
1: know. good when you when you got a team and you're winning? Like yeah. I know that feeling
0: personally. I know what it's like when, <laughs> when, when
1: you got everybody around you, some studs and they nice. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Casey Stutter. We used to call him stud. but you know, it's just when you got a. a bunch of guys that are just just badass. Like the confidence is out the roof. Sure. And then not to mention you got this guy named um Vince Young. Please, man, come on. Like I, I'm not familiar with that. You not, you know, know, yeah, yeah. Like, that's who, not a who's Texas. That guy, right? That's not a Texas name. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but when you got someone like that that's just bleeding excellence across like the city in yeah. the country, you start to believe in yourself and, and next thing you know it's like Man, just wins on top of wins yeah. on top of wins. So it, it's know, good to have a good if team. You have, right? If
0: you have the right team, it's contagious. Oh, my God. You know yes. what I mean? And that's and that goes back to, you know, if you want to be a millionaire or billionaire, or you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to surround yourself with with like-minded people. Yeah, no question. Because yeah. if you don't, you know, yeah. there's a, there's more haters than there are, you know. Oh, right? yeah.
1: Because uh, something that my pops used to always say, like, son, if you're in the room with four idiots, guess what? You the fifth. <laughs> but, son, if you're in the room... With four brilliant people, guess what? You the fifth. What?
0: Well, that's
1: that's deep. That's deep. Like so. That's deep. And you know, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. But the way my dad delivered stuff was always super cool. And he used to always say it with like, "Let, let me, let me tell you something," right? And it's just it was so cinematic, <laughs> right? And you'd be like, "What?" Right? But it was just things like that, and you know, um, yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's that? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. just it's like it just it, it goes very like auras just starts,
0: <laughs>
1: but it's just one of those things. Is you know when he's when he's speaking life into you, it makes you want to listen because you are like, man, this is it's some gems. Because uh, you know, and, and I know Gabe here, here heard me talk about him all the time, but uh, I speak him and speak speak of him because man, it was those life life lessons that gave me. The success that I have had and the blessings that I've had, so man, um, I'm. I mean, kind of get back to the original points. Like man, I'm always trying to, I'm trying to drop drop jewels on other people so they can they can build their kingdom, whatever it may be.
0: You know, and that's the thing too. I think we we see a lot of people not doing that anymore. You know, yeah. it's like it's you know, <clears throat> there's plenty of podcasts and and professional speakers and this and that. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the messages are like, get off your ass and go buy this and go buy that. And I feel like it's like negative motivation. Yeah. And there's not enough people that are really like, humbling trying to sit down and say, hey, uh, let's not reinvent the wheel. One thing,
1: yeah, 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 you're right. Cause it was something that I learned, um, you know, kind of throughout the coaching tree. And I learned from uh, Tony Dungy. Now, people who know who Tony Dungy is, Yeah, he's got a resume, right? <laughs> Not to mention, he has a testimony. Like, the trials, like it wasn't like all of a sudden he's just a great coach. Like, he's been through some things. And I'm talking about some things that make you kind of question, man, am I worthy? But the, I remember, and he's always talking about culture, right? Culture, um, culture was just big, and the culture was family. And it was an acronym that stood for forget about me. I love you and it was all about being a self selfless person yeah right how how can you become you know a better man and don't let the you know the game of football be your just your your single identity and like like because he he believed if i can make a better if i can make a better man i'll make i can make a better player if I have a better player that's buying into the culture, guess what? We're gonna be a winning team,
0: All right, so, right? So he believes in the foundation. Of yeah, one. and that's the thing you is know? like
1: culture, like it can it, it 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 can be. I believe that culture can be objective, right? You can like this is the object. This is our culture, and this is how we do things. And if you have alignment, man, a team that we on the same page, we have the same vision. I'm pretty sure it's like. You have alignment with your your spouse; things go a lot smoother when y'all oh, on the sure. same page. Yeah, like it's like because you know when that you page know, is not because we because you know <laughs> your the sacrifices that you have to make for your business. Yeah, your wife has to make those sacrifices too. Oh, but yeah. if she's in alignment with that sacrifice, guess what? The the parts to where you can't you can't make you no know, you know, possibly attend or physically be there or mentally be there. That's the half that makes you better, right? Yeah. And next thing you know, it's like, man, now we're working in tandem. Next thing you know, just coming out with W's and wins and, you know, all the things you dreamed of just start happening, right? right? And uh, it's, it's all about the teamwork. So that was that acronym that Tony Dungy used. He said, forget family, F, you know, forget about me. I love you. And it's all about selflessness. How can I help the next person? Because if I can plant the seed here, it ain't it, it's going to grow and it's yeah. going to reap some some way somehow. So my thing is I'm going to plant 15,000 seeds. All right, the blessing is going to come back whenever it comes back.
0: Yeah. Yes sir. Yeah. I mean, it's you plant the seeds and God makes them grow. Exactly. You so, know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and so that that's that's facts. So is is that what happened in Texas? The the alignment was just so perfect. Yeah, the alignment was just
1: insane. You know, I believe I mentioned this before, um, you know, Coach Brown. Like right? uh, he was a, he was like the perfect person when it came to being able to build a team, right? From an executive standpoint, managerial standpoint, because like you know, you know, like Sean McVeigh, Everybody knows Sean McVeigh is this this brilliant mental person. Right, he's got these plays, and he he knows the game, and that's great, right? Um, coach Brown's skill set—he just knew, he knew how to get the best people for the position, whether it's janitorial staff, whether it's a coach, whether it's a motivator, whether it's an offensive lineman, quarterback, or running back. He knew he he knew he can see things from a macro macro perspective. Yeah and be able to put the puzzle together. And he set the precedence of, you know, the standard, if you will, is that we're gonna play, we're gonna be at this level, we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna be the best of the best, but we're gonna have to hold each other accountable of being the best, right? And we had this, you know, this this mantra that we use was uh, take dead aim, right? we all in alignment. We're going to take dead aim. Whether it's this, this play, we're going to take dead aim. Whether it's working out, we're going to take dead aim and knock out this workout. When it comes to study hall, we're going to take dead aim, we're going to knock out this study hall, and we're going to do it at a high level. So what happened is, is that our expectations are getting bigger and bigger for ourselves. Now, if our expectations have risen well, guess what? My expectation, you is my 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 teammate, you gotta do the same thing. So if we gonna wake up at five thirty in the morning to do these six thirty workout six o'clock workouts, your butt needs to be up.
0: Yeah. To right. Kind of I don't room. wanna
1: hear about you you kicking it on Sixth Street. Nah, bro, you gotta go. Let us get it. Oh, you don't wanna do no workout? Well shoot. Apparently you don't wanna be on the team. And we'll say Coach Brown, yeah, he ain't he ain't down with the cause. Let him go. <laughs> Right, and so to answer your question is like when we had that alignment, man, everything because everybody wanted to be a champion. Everybody wanted to win a championship, like not like yes, Big Twelve championship was cool and a great honor, right? But we wanted the national championship, like
2: and I was like, going to we ask want the too, highest honor. I was going to ask too, like when did y'all realize that? Oh yeah, we got this. But y'all were pretty nice the year before that too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we um, it was crazy. The year before, we were even better talent wise. Oh, we had some. Oh
2: man, we had some dogs. But we that's had, that's where you were saying that alignment. You yeah, have the talent, but the, yeah, that alignment ain't there
1: and and that that culture it started five years before that, right? right? So the teams before us, like the grunt work and like we having to do like. They set the standard, right? And we just built upon that. So, once we were on a national stage playing, you know, an iconic university, right? The University of Michigan. Like, you know, Michigan goes back They may go back all the way to the seventeen hundreds. I don't know. But like Right. it feels like, right? But, you know, we knew that they had a lot of tradition and they had a good team and they, they had some ball players over there. And we were playing on that stage, you know, hostile territory, if you will. Um, you know, you don't have the comfort of being at home. You're on you're on the road. And we got put to the fire. And We persevered, and we won. At that point, we already knew that the national championship was gonna be, cause that's when they started doing, all right, the national championship game, right? It's gonna literally be, you know, the best versus the best. Cause before that, it was whoever, you know, after everyone plays the bowl game, then they rank you, that's whoever they rank, that's the national championship. Now this one, we had to compete for it, right? And so this was like the first time, and so, we knew the year before we were playing Michigan. Like, yeah, we coming back to this. Like, we like I like the taste of this. It's like, it's like, man, that's some good whiskey. Like, this is good. I on some more, right? Yes, sir. Right. <laughs> and so, but we knew it was crazy, and it was an iconic thing. You can see Vince was like, we, go, you know, he's like, we're coming back. We'll be back, All right? He said something along those lines, like literally at the end of the Michigan game. And it's, I kid you not, we go back. Go back to Austin, the next day. Getting we get we we waking up, working out, getting ready for the next year.
2: Yeah, I th- I think like, that's a thing people need to hear too. I don't yeah, I don't like, think people hear like Vince Young's like importance.
1: Oh like, man, you know like I mean? Vince, yeah, like Vince is uh man, his he you know he speak, was far, his work
2: ethic. Like what was his work ethic like?
1: Oh, uh, his work ethic was his work ethic. It was so his work ethic was top tier, right? But the thing that resonates the most with me about Vince is his compassion for everybody and making everybody, like, want, willingly give more, right? He's infectious, you know, he has a, you know, he just had this fun spirit, and then on top of that, it's like, he knew he was the truth, but he didn't act like a prima donna. Like he he rock with you, he joke with you, he you know, he asked you how your mama doing, like you like know, how mama how, how mama doing, man? You know, how you like he gave a damn. And so it was one of those things that like when you see some when you're seeing someone playing at this like God level, right? Thanks. And he's like, All right, big dog, I see you. Like he's recognizing you as his equal. It's kind of like, and I know this like a you know like a spiritual thing. You got the mentor, mentee. And I forgot the you know the, the disciples of who they were, but it's like mentor, mentee, and then you're equal. Like Vince was like our equal, but he's playing at God level, so right. shoot, he's expecting that from us. So you know what? Let me instead of doing you know three sets of ten, let me go and do three sets of twelve, right? Instead of waking up at five you know five thirty for a six o'clock, let me wake up at four o'clock. For the, the six thirty, right? Yeah. Let me do a little extra, right? And what happens is, is you know, now like I said, it gets into a biblical, biblical sense of Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, which talks about iron sharpening iron. Like you ain't gonna get better unless you sharpen iron. Yeah. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> you can't sharpen no iron mm-hmm. with no balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you can do it, please tell me how. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's one of those things that like he, he was right. infectious and um, and everybody believed in him and it was crazy because he was like like i said he was on god mode he's like yeah let's go ahead and score right here and then all of a sudden he he do his thing and whoop, 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 whoop touchdown and you looking at your teammate like damn did he just do that? Yeah he just did that. <laughs> oh, yeah all right cool let's called, do it again he called it yeah it was like <laughs> he, that was he called a, it a ball I mean, <laughs> right and it was one of them <laughs> things is that you had so much confidence and faith in him you knew you know, let's say he threw, you know, it was rare, but he threw an interception. It was like, all right, don't worry about it. Defense will be like, oh, we'll get it back. Don't worry about it. Next thing you know, Michael Huff, pick six. Uh, he's like, yeah, I guess I did say y'all yeah, get it back, but I guess the defense got to go back on again. But it's just, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, he was a oh, we got it. He was a baller too. Yeah, yeah baller. we had some ball players. And so it was just everybody had this – you know that was the definition of swagger. Like everybody had it. The ball boy had swagger. The uh, the, uh, the, the the trainers had swagger. they walk different. Like you can say, like look at the train. <laughs> like I, I I give you some homework. Look at the trainers on the sideline at Texas, and then look at the opposing team's trainers. Our train our trainers had this. Like yeah, we 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 the best trainers in the game, it's, it's, and it was infectious for the entire universe. I call you the it Texas is. effect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a butterfly yeah. effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was. It was that. It was. It was. Yeah, it was amazing, good, man. Yeah. And the energy was just. It was just always positive, right? And if we had problems, <laughs> if we had problems amongst ourselves, and never, you know, they had. We had Facebook, but it wasn't like how it is now or or social media. Like we had. If we had some problems with somebody, we it literally would call take it to the storm. And so in the locker room. There's this like mural of like this burnt orange longhorn and it's like clouds around it and it's lit up and it looks like a storm. So if you got beef with somebody, yeah, you don't go on you don't get Twitter fingers, he's like, hey man, I got a problem with you, and we're gonna hash it out. And we're gonna hash it out there in the ring amongst us, no cameras, no, no Twitter, no nothing. And if somebody got their lip busted open.
2: Yeah, all I was right. about to say, was that talking it out or was it? Yeah, that... we gonna yeah. Oh, we we'll
1: duke it out, yeah. whatever. Okay. Like whatever your beef is. Yeah, it ends Bring time. it to the storm. Yeah. And yeah. so what happens is it forces you to face your problems like a man.
2: Right then and there, not. Yeah, like not that.
1: then yeah. And, and 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 taking that negativity on the field and like, man, I'm not gonna give him the ball because he was tripping. Like we gonna solve this today. Yeah. And and in that moment, and the thing about it is when we all in the storm is like. Ain't no crying. Ain't no, oh, I'm gonna tell the dean or hazing. No, this is, this is you asked for it. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> and what it was, was just, it was just, the, it was literally the definition of men, like how a man should be. Like, you got problems with somebody, look them dead in his eyes. Like, look, I got a problem with this. This is how we gonna handle it.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. And at that point, you dog tired of fighting. <laughs> so you gonna get to the point, like, all right. I just mad cause you you know what I'm saying whatever blah 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 blah. All right, we cool. All right, we good. And it, it, <laughs> we don't bring it up no more. If we had problems, it's gonna either be in between them lines, and and if it and as soon as you step off them lines, y'all you know, you're my brother. Guess you know I mean. so, and it shows. Like you, you can't be a champion and not not go through some adversity. Oh, of course. Right, yeah. So. I mean, that applies to
0: business too, right? Absolutely. You know, it's like That's I mean, brilliant. I feel like it's. That, uh, you know, going through going through Texas, you know, mm-hmm. got you ready for this too. Not just the NFL, but know, going yeah. through all of it. You and, know, it was and, a big step stone. Yeah. And uh, you faced a lot of things through that process. And then on
1: top of that, you got to also think too is like there's there's more to learn, right? Like that's one thing I, I'm not going to be naive and say, like I have arrived and I'm sitting on my throne and just like I still got work to do because it's still, it's still so much more to learn you know, my grandmother used to always say, baby, you know, you know, understand this whole life thing, you just got to keep on living. Right? And so as you get older, you really understand the, the depth of that statement is that, you know, there's a lot of wisdom with with time, right? You know, just imagine your, your child, right, wants to get in the business. Right? And you've had you know, at this time, we're talking, you have 15, 30 years experience in it, right? And you're, you're the equivalent of, like, Acme Brick Company or something. Sure. Like, you know, you're big. And they want to get into your shoes, right? You're a wealth of knowledge. And that's just 30 years of just this space, right? And how that can be transferred into life is is insane, so it's uh, it's one of those things is that like those you know those uh, I call them the OGs. Give me, I'm still listening to the OGs to this day. Like man, like because you because what's gonna happen is as you're going through life, you're gonna run into some kind of conflict, some kind of challenge, and you ain't, you're not gonna know the answer, and uh, you're gonna be you're gonna get stuck. <laughs> and uh, my business partner. And I always say this, <laughs> there's four things that I know. I know what I know, I know what I don't know, I know who knows what I don't know, and that's all I need to know. Right? <laughs> Keep it simple. Like talking I don't about, know. Talking everything. about Rob? Yeah, yeah, Rob. About, yeah. So it's one of them things it's like, I don't know everything, and I don't act like I know everything. Yeah but I can always find the answer.
0: That's where you gotta be humble. You gotta just yeah. know like, Hey, this is my limitation. And yeah. it, it's no different like then through my career. It's like, if I don't have an answer, I'm gonna find it.
1: Exactly. You know, you know and that, like, yeah.
0: Hold, you know, I'll be back. I was you like, yeah, just, yeah. just hold that
1: thought. <laughs> yeah, you I'm know? gonna get you the answer. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I learned that too in business is is honesty, right? Yeah. You know, don't do that used car salesman thing. Yeah, that's you yeah. Know, stay, stay straight, honest, forward. You know, treat them like a. You know, it's it's, it's your friend. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not just a customer. It's not a sale. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and just you know, it's like don't you don't need to be. Yeah. The answer to everything.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, that'll take you so much further.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I remember, uh, I remember I was told it's like you can. Especially when you're talking about business, right? Everybody wants business because, you know, for the wrong reasons. People not everybody, but people get business for the wrong reasons, right? Just to get a buck, right? Like and it's only transactional. Sometimes it is just transactional, but if it if your only objective is transactional, right, you you tend to you tend to weaken the the fabric or the integrity of the business, because what happens is if your only objective is a transaction, what's gonna happen is you do someone wrong, right? That business is not gonna turn into recurring business. Right? right? And I remember saying is you can shave sheep for many years, but you only can skin it once, right? So my whole thing is just take a look, just get what you, you know, get what you earn, you know, get what you deserve, right? Get what's, what's right, what's fair. And you got that same customer coming back 10, 15 years, 30 years, right? And you making just, you know, making just a little bit, but that's over 10, 30 years. But you try to get the big play and it's like, oh, I'm going to hit him over the head. with, And guess what? And then they find out. That they've been done wrong and they got a better price somewhere else, better service, better experience. Yeah, you can guarantee they ain't coming back. I learned that. I learned that as a little kid, <laughs> I was at the barbershop. shop. I was at this barber shop being patient, right? My dad used to say I used to have the I had the patience of Job, and I was <laughs> like, how, right? So I was at this barbershop shop and walk in, right? You know. I walk in and I'm just sitting there and you let the barber know, like, yeah, you know, you know what you know where I am on the list. Like, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got him, him, them, then you. Him, 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 then you. So um,
2: Man, I don't miss them days, by the way. Right.
1: Right, right, <laughs> yeah. My time is precious. Yes, and sir. so all of a sudden, him went, the second him went, the third whim hint, him went. So I'm like, okay, it's my turn, right? And then all of a sudden Another him got in there And went before me And another So now we're talking What five people That went in front of me And I'm like Hmm Well maybe he didn't forget And so This is when I Had to learn how to stand up For myself right My dad comes in So my dad dropped me off At the At the At the barbershop He'd come back You know I'm old enough To you know Take care of myself And so I'd Come back And My dad like <laughs> and my dad when he get pissed off he get pissed off right and he kind of take it out on anybody <laughs> if, if the objective is not met somebody getting in that smoke right is he, is he a big <laughs> he like, guy
2: too <laughs> what's that is he a big guy too
1: yeah yeah he was yeah he was taller than me <laughs> yeah and I'm 6'7 <six>, so <laughs> yeah so and so <laughs> he like boy you ain't got your head cut yet I was like no sir he like what, what? Why you, man, you been here over? How long it takes him to cut? No, nah, alright, you know what? The hell with that. Let's go somewhere else. He grabbed my hand, walked me down the street. There's another barbershop down the street and there's a newer barbershop and it was a little bit more vibrant, If you, you know what I'm saying, right? So he grabbed me and like, I'm in here. He's like, hey, how many you got? Hey, you cut my boy after him? He's like, yes, sir, I got you, right? And so soon the... The barber, he's like, all right, you next. And I went up there, got my hair haircut, And he's like, son. And so after I get my haircut, he's like, damn. Damn, he did a good job on you, boy. I liked him. And he said, son, you need to remember this. He's like, you you got to pay for that haircut, right? And I was like, yeah. You got the money I gave you, right? Yeah. He's like, son, don't ever wait in line to give somebody your money. And they just like, It just... It really made sense to me. It's like, why do I have to take abuse of being mistreated, uh, not not being recognized, ignored, belittled, and then at the end of the day still got to pay for something that's mediocre?
0: Right.
1: Man, he so said, never wait in line to give somebody your money. And man, I take that... To heart, so now I don't argue with people when they like, oh, you know, this is my price and this is my price, but you treating me like dog crap and you're making it transactional. I'm like, okay, cool, just get a walk off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I need mean, to have, a, I don't need to have a conversation with you. I don't need to argue with you. I don't need to get my temper up. I just walk off. And then when they see me walk off, oh no no, I got you. No, I'm good. No, nah. yeah, 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 we're good. No, nah. yeah. well, how can we make it right? Yeah, don't do it to someone else. That's the, that's the best I can tell you because I'm not dealing with you no yeah. more. Because as they say, old folks will say, "You can go ahead and break my plate. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't want no more." <laughs> so that's one thing I learned is just, just know your worth, and that just gets back to you know in, you know just life lessons, right? Know your worth. You know when you down yourself, know your worth. Go back to your resume, like like you a beast at what you do, right? Yeah. Like like you built this. From the ground up, right? You, you're as you're as valuable as you see yourself. Right? Well, I mean, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah. So.
0: And uh, you know, the, you have the days where you truly see it. And yeah. Some days some, da- some days you don't. Now nah, I'm not gonna <laughs> sit. sit, sit <laughs> you know,
1: like <laughs> I, uh, one person. I I, I, uh, I uh, book I read is when you when you you feel yourself in that pity party, the pity party mode. And listen, what read David Goggins? Man, he's hardcore. Yeah, David Goggins make you be like, damn, you know, let me get my shit together because like it ain't
0: that bad, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, every time <laughs> I take a sabbatical from the gym, people start sending him his stuff. <laughs> oh and man, it's, you know, like you know, get, he, to, get to war with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
1: <laughs> man, I tell you because I'm like, he like, and and it's kind of the same thing. Very, he had similar stating, you know, a lot more. You know, aggressive in his delivery, but it's the same thing. Kind of like um, Zig Ziglar. It's like you know, mo- you know, motivation is like taking a bath. You got to do that every day. But if you got a certain mindset, it's stuck. Yeah. Right. So if you got a certain mindset, getting up and doing X Y Z, it's not something you got to motivate yourself to do because it's like it's kind of like putting your shoes on. Like, you don't have to like, uh I got to put on shoes. I don't know if I want to put on shoes. Like, you, it's your yeah, mindset. I, I'm like, not sure if
0: I know how to put on shoes anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's one of those things you don't
1: really even have to think about it because it's part of your DNA. It's part of, like, just how you built.
0: Sure.
1: And that takes time. You know, it takes time.
0: So I want to I kind of go back before, mm. uh, before the college success and the, the NFL success. I want to mm-hmm. kind of talk about, like, Your upbringing, yeah, like you know, kind of, kind of run us through just like your childhood,
1: yeah, like you know, um,
0: what led you down this path before even the meeting with Emmett Smith,
1: yeah, no, um, my childhood, you know, I, I was blessed, I'm blessed to be able to have a home that was just very nurturing, um, that. Gave me the ability to dream, right? And they nurtured that dream. It let me know, you know, and they taught me the the realities of the world, right? You I mean, like what you see on TV is can can we speak openly? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like what you see on TV is bullshit. <laughs> so like you can't you can't take that as reality, right? And but however. Anything that you dream of, you can do it. You're built for it, and you got support and love from my mom and my dad. So I was heavily, you know, supported in being able to um, conquer or achieve my dreams, right? Uh, There never was any... uh, conversation is like, oh no, you gotta have a plan B. It never was any that it's like, you won't do it, do it. Yeah. Right? Right. And then they kept, you know, they kept me humble. It's like, all right, yeah, you said you won't do it, but I didn't say it was gonna be easy. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and so there was that it was that constant reality check. And then I think for me is that um I'm glad that, you know, I grew up middle, middle middle income household and I actually saw both sides of the track if you will. you know I see the un-glam- you know you know the not so glamorous side of you know, family and community and then at the same time I saw the other side of you know higher education and the importance of education and positivity. So I've seen the ugly, and the good, and I know I know how to navigate both, Sure, right? I can be a chameleon, right? Like I can be in the, the deadliest of neighborhoods and be in the most affluent of neighborhoods and still feel comfortable. Uh, Cause I understand, I, I feel that I understand people, right? And I understand that not, not everyone has the capacity not necessarily they don't necessarily have the opportunity they don't necessarily have the capacity of getting out of their certain you know situation
0: yeah but i don't I don't judge you
1: know the circumstance and I don't judge people for it because I understand that um it's their environment it's their surrounding it's their exposure and experience that has them that sets that expectation for themselves yeah. It becomes and, a belief yeah and it becomes their belief system yeah, right exactly. it becomes their belief system so uh but the humanity and the humanity and people um, you know that's what I really look at you know and I you know um I learned that from my mom and my dad it's just the humanity and people um there are a lot of good people you know and it and, it's, it's, and it kind of to that point my grandmother was probably one of the one of the wisest people I've ever met in my life, and she had an eighth grade education. She's literally one of the wisest people I've ever met in my life, yeah. like like wow, <laughs> type of knowledge, and so I recognize that like just because you you graduated from the University of Texas or you graduated from Harvard doesn't make you you know better than me yeah. All right um. But uh, the spirit of an individual, that's what I really put uh um equity in. Right, just people. Oh yeah. I mean uh, you can you can be I, you know uh,
0: most beautiful or handsome person out there and have the ugliest soul. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. And and,
1: um, and got a beautiful let's say you got a beautiful woman and a beautiful soul. Oh oh that's that's money. <laughs> oh, that's money, bro. Like Yeah, yeah Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you get someone who got a beautiful soul and fine as hell. Oh God, yeah. man! <laughs> Shout out to those women out there. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I learned a lot, a lot from. And then, not to mention that you know, I had a, a village. You know, I had a village of people. Man, I had coaches: Coach, Coach Chambers, Coach Walton, Coach Walton. It was two Coach Waltons uh uh man coach Nunez, coach brown uh coach bruce oh my god like i can go on yeah. and on like coach after coach after it's coach. coach after coach cuz these guys were just they, you know and that's you know that's why I, i'm in the coaching too it's like yeah. it's giving back to the young folks cuz man cuz you always say man if i would have had that where i could have been right yeah and so uh it's crucial. Like it's so many, it's so many people that have contributed. Like, like uh, one thing I've learned is I don't, I don't believe in saying someone was self-made because I didn't do this by myself. I didn't get to where I am by myself. Yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah. It was so many, so many influences in my life and nurturers that just sat down and said, "I'm gonna give a damn," and I'm gonna help them yeah so many people so uh yeah it takes a village
0: so do you have siblings
1: you know what's that? you have siblings oh yes uh, yeah I, I definitely have siblings and uh, two of them and they hell, <laughs> well, they hell. <laughs> do they uh no but i love them to death i, I uh two sisters and they okay they keep me they keep me grounded now was starting to make sense yeah Let's they say. keep me grounded <laughs> um one, you know, both of them, you know, one of them keeps me grounded one gives me that, that, that perspective of like, dang, I never thought of that. And then the other one is just, she just love on you. Oh, you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Whatever you need, I love you, I love you. You call her four o'clock in the morning and she's getting ready for uh, a big meeting. Ah, yeah, I'm asleep, but what you, what's up, what's going on? Like, like just yeah. this, this nurturing type. And then on top of that, you know, downside is they over they overly protective. <laughs> and, and I had a whole situation with my last ex- relationship, and boy, they was goddamn. Yeah, anyway, they 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 protective, but you understand, you know, as I've grown you the older, baby? I was the bad. Oh right? yeah, that, that yeah.
0: all makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, but
1: you you know, at the end of the day, they they, they it, it irritates the hell out of you, how irritates the hell out of you. But you know where it comes from, right? Right. It's a place of love. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you know, if it if it got down to life or death situation, they would gladly take a bully for me. And I do the same. So, yeah. so. I mean
0: that's the that's true value of family right there. Yeah, no Fair question.
1: Enough. Yeah, what they say. And family. Forget about me. I love you. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh that's the, you know, that's sacrifice. And
0: so yeah. so when the time came to mm-hmm finish up at Texas. Uh And it's time, you know, start thinking about the NFL. You know, you've already been scouted and looked at. Uh And you you realize you're about to go into the draft. Yeah. Like, what's going through your mind? Oh, shit. (laughs) That's (laughs) what was going through my mind. Like, oh, oh
1: God. (laughs) Like, um, you know, it's the reality really sets in. It's like, okay, you've been talking about this for Almost ten years. What do you think about Emmett Smith that day? <laughs> Not at that moment, I <laughs> wasn't. I'm thinking like, oh man. You know what? Uh, truthfully, what was going into it was uh, the thing that I was like, I don't want to let my dad down. That was the biggest thing that going through my head. I don't want, and I'm like. But and then you have to ask yourself, but well, why would you let them down? Yeah. Like, keep doing what you've been doing, right? And so that was that, that self doubt. That, that's you know, what, what's the book? Um, uh, what's that? Out like outwitting the devil, or interview uh, interview with the devil. It was just pretty much is like it's that self. That's the devil talking. to You. This is the, oh, yeah. is it's talking you out of it. Talking trying to talk you out your game. And um, that was the biggest thing for me. Was like, man, you know, hope I don't let my dad down. But then, once you know the dust settled, it was like, okay, remember, they, 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 they called you. Right. <laughs> Read your resume. Like, yeah. wait a minute, they called me. So, like, you know, have some humility and recognize that, like, yeah, you're not like this this vet, but. They didn't have to call me. Right. They chose me. Yeah, but there's right? There's thousands of choices. Yeah, they had thousands of choices, right? And they chose me. So you got to you got to kind of like lean on that. And you know, you have a learning curve. Now you also realize that you got a very small learning curve because <laughs> you don't redshirt in the NFL. Now you play. Like you got to like you don't redshirt in the NFL. You play now. You you may get lucky and have, like, a Jordan Love situation where you sit on the bench for two, three years and not play. But you still got to practice and all that stuff. But, yeah, you got to show up, right? And the only way you're going to have to show up, the only way you can show up is that you got to commit to being, and this is one thing I learned, is that you need to be a professional. Like, How do you be, you know? How do you become a professional, right? How do you like how do you do that? There's no, I ain't take no how to be a professional training. (laughs) Right. Right. So you gotta, you gotta, this is when you gotta like be a sponge, right? And you, you know, you look at the guys in the locker room, you see who people gravitate to, and and guess what? Use the same thing that you did when you were thinking about going to the NFL. Work with work in front of you. So I started looking at all the vets. I was like, oh, that's how they do it, right? When when meeting, like this guy's been in the league and you always hear NFL stands for not for long. Well, you looking at this dude, <laughs> it's pretty long for him. He been in the league eight years. That's pretty long, right? And the average is like 3.2. Well, he doing something right. So I'm going to see what he do. Oh, he taking notes. Oh, yeah, I know how to do that. I did that in college. All right, cool. right. Oh, yeah. He not walking in right before the meeting. He's already in the meeting.
0: Yeah. 15 minutes before. He's like five, 10 (laughs) minutes before.
1: The coach even gets there. Oh, that's what you need to do. All right. When did they work out? Oh, he works out in the morning. Damn, but he wake up early, though. I guess I got, you know, but meetings, you know, first meeting don't start till 920. But he, there, but he there at, like, 7 o'clock. I guess I need to go ahead and wake up at, like, 6. <laughs> 6. Go on, go on and get my workout at the same time he do. Right? So, you start learning, like, they're keeping him around. Right? Now, you know, this guy here is, like, you think of yourself. It's like, Man, he sucks. But, you know, <laughs> but he's a pro. Yeah. And they, they, they respect pros. Right? Because they're reliable. Right? <clears throat> and – if you're reliable, you're going to get checks every week, on time. That's one thing. Not, not one professional team said, oh yeah, let me get you next week. Now, they, <laughs> your money was there waiting on you. Like, who'd you uh, like, who'd you get drafted by? I got drafted by Detroit Lions. Yeah, Damn. Detroit Damn. Lions. Yeah, so um, it was one of them things It's like, and for me, uh, I was in my feelings, right, because uh I was more concerned, like, man, my whole life I've been in warm weather. I gotta go to Detroit. It's cold. Right? And it's, <laughs> you know, this is yeah, right. It's a whole different way of life. Yeah,
0: the whole right? place is. And then on
1: top of that, it's like, <laughs> man, I just came off a national championship, man. Detroit trash. right? Like, but man, it could have been the Browns. It, <laughs> but, but you gotta understand. I got chose. They yeah. want me there to, to help make their team better. And so I had to adjust my thinking. I'm like, boy, you better be grateful. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got humbled real quick. Got humbled real quick because I was in my feelings. Broke my broke my hip. And this is adversity. Broke my hip the first year, my rookie year. I got the same injury that ended Bo Jackson's career. Right? Broke his hip. So at this point, I'm like, damn. <laughs> one year and one and done, right? right? <sighs> then right. after that, you know, I was, you know, while I was in, there, you know, I'm getting told that yeah, I'm gonna be the the franchise tackle. You know, you gonna, you know, you gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna take Jeff Backus's, You know, Jeff Backus, he been there like 17, 18 years. You gonna take, you know, you gonna, you gonna be that guy. And so I'm thinking, well, shoot, well, since I'm gonna be that guy, let me go ahead and buy this house. Since I'm gonna be here for a while, be comfortable, right? So I bought a condo. Next thing you know, after that year, they cut me. Right then, at that point, I get cut. I'm like, man, feeling sorry for myself. I'm staying with my sister in the hood. I just went from 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 sugar to shit like real quick. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> like, <laughs> and so at that point, like, and I had some some things, and I don't even know my family knows this, but I had you know a close. You know tragic experience that almost ended my life right and i'm gonna talk about that in the next book but um i'm gonna put it like this uh the grace of god presented himself to me and stopped an event that would could have ended my life like immediately like immediately and at that moment that's when i was like you need to and so he humbled me uh let me feel that pain never told my dad never told my mom never told my sister i just dealt with it myself right Mm -hmm. dealt with depression Mm -hmm. Then, then at that point to add it you know to say all right i'm gonna throw you into some mo fire He's like, all right, now I'm gonna take you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another chance, but you're gonna go to Buffalo. <laughs> no,
0: let's get colder. Yeah, it's even colder. <laughs> it's even worse. Right? The you bring out the, the so fur. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to
1: Buffalo, right? Uh and I want you to go there. Cause you know, I was I was being a young 20-year-old with a lot of money and doing what young 20 year olds do. Yeah, right. And you ain't gotta check in with nobody, right? And so, well, that it Buffalo cuts all that out. Ain't nothing to do. And ain't nothing to do. And it's ain't nothing to do. <laughs> and it's cold. So you're not going out, you're not out in the city, like Detroit. Oh, I was out in them streets. Right. Like, I was in them streets. Yeah. <laughs> I was in them streets. And yeah. And you know, when you had when you see five foot of snow. And a guy from Texas, the state of Texas, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna just sit here and watch Netflix, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my weekend. Eat some Earl, <laughs> and they ain't got an Earl Campbell, so you got to eat some off-brand New York sausage. Just, just yeah. terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> right, like I did nothing. <laughs> right, so I have no, so all I can do is do what. Focus on football. Yeah. Right. Focus on my skill set. That was God, and then uh, nanny test me some more. My dad died, right? And so at this point, like I'm dealing with, like my career, and do I really want to do this anymore? Why am I doing this? You know, am I really doing? Am I really? You know, I'm just lost, right? Question everything. Yeah, you question everything because you know, it's like, that's, damn, that's what the devil I only, does. you know, you asking like, I only did this for my dad, right? So it's like, so why should I do it anymore? Right. And this is only like year three. Right. And long story short, seven more years, I still play in the league. Right. And uh, I use that's why I speak with my dad in so much reverence is because uh, it's because of him. And not to not to exclude my mother, you know, my mother is still with me today. But it's just one of those things It's like it was that driving force that got me to that point. Yeah. And so, um, is it was. Well, you know, he's,
0: he's looking down proud right now. Right, yeah, you no, know? he's
1: right. Yeah, he's, he's definitely proud. He's <laughs> I mean, definitely proud. You
0: know, all the big things you have going on right now, you know, I'd, I'd really like to, to end the segment off talking about your book. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so the word on the street is it's it's number one bestseller <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what made you decide to do a book?
1: Uh, well, you know, um, it was. It's literally a blessing. Uh, it. You know. You know. People say it's like if I was sitting here today, and, and someone told you you'd be best selling book on Amazon, i will be like, "Yeah, you full of crap." Like <laughs> I didn't. It literally was something that was presented to me, and I've always had this 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 idea of just like, man, like man, if somebody know what I know, man, it can help them a lot. Yeah. And so my business partner and co-author, Rob Welsh, uh, you know, he was my business partner at the time, well, still is, and um, he's like, hey, uh, I got this this book. You know, this publisher came to me, and I was kind of telling him what we do and how we help different clients and athletes, and the publisher came to him and said, hey, you know, we would look like, could you, like, you thought ever thought about being, ever thought about being an author? And we're like, no. Nope. Right. <laughs> He's like, you, you, you know, what you guys do in the financial space, you know, in order to be a true authorian of it, you need to be an author, like authorian. Right. Oh, okay. So I like, right. oh, okay, that makes sense. I right. See the plug. So I see, yeah, right. <laughs> and so, He's like, well, like my guy, my business partner is an athlete and he can speak on, he can speak on this cause he lived it and walked through it. Like he's like testimony. Right. And so my business partner came to me and said, Hey, you want to write a book with me? I'm like, all right. About what? Like, you know, just your story and finance, you know, your your, 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 your story, your financial history, you know, financial uh, path and what you've learned and then what you're doing now. And uh, we just put it all together, right? And so we started just really dissecting like, what do we want, what story do we want to tell or what do we want to tell? Um, and it's all about financial, not just financial literacy, but financial empowerment, right? Okay. So it's talking about, you know, how to pick your team, how, you know, how to, you know, go through it, you know, how to fight through adversity, um, knowing how to, you know, like the typical the, the you know, the, the, the simple things, the basic things, understanding your checkbook, you know, understanding taxes, understanding, you know, you get taxed wherever you play if yeah. it's a you know if they you know if they have state income tax understanding internal revenue code um, understanding strategies on how to eliminate your taxable liability and then we coined coined the phrase it's copyrighted now is <laughs> uh, at, you know how to be an athletepreneur right okay. and so an athletepreneur is just just that an athlete and entrepreneur put together yeah. Right, Because, as we talked about earlier, it's the same thing, right? You know, you're a professional athlete. You become a professional athlete or an athlete. You built a skill set over years. You got to think, Pop Warner, Little League, middle school, high school, college, pro. I got over 30 years of experience in football, Yeah. right? Now you get into this this entrepreneurial stage, right? You ain't got zero business acumen, right? But the things that you need in business are commitment, uh, 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 you know, determination, right? All those, those all those components that yeah, it takes to be an, an athlete, a, a solid
0: foundation. you got to do, the, a, you do the same you thing. Ain't being a, a business and, on a crumble foundation, exactly,
1: right? And then you got to be, you know, you got to also recognize that, like, if you want to have, you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to create something and build something. Right, you got to build your skill set, right? Yeah, and so, as I learned my skill set, you know, uh, you know one of the biggest things in business, you know a, a, a tool in business is knowing how to talk to people, understand the psychology of what that individual needs, like you know, whatever that may be, and you find out a solution for that, you know, you know so like that little that game, not game, but that movie. Like, you know, you watch it with the kids and everything. You know, it's called Robots. And it was the, the head dude, the head guy who was like the big time robot. He was like the equivalent of like Warren Buffett, But his, his biggest thing was see a need, feel a need. Right? And that's what entrepreneurism is. It's like, see something in the marketplace or you see something in the space that someone needs and you feel that need with a product. Real yeah. simple, right? Um, it Doesn't have to be sexy, but it can be. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, getting back to the book, it was just one of those things that like now I'm, we're teaching, you know, initially it was geared towards athletes because it used to be the winning playbook, a secret they don't want you to know. Right. And so we given all the gems of, oh, see, this is how you move money here with 100% transparency with the IRS. Right. And and shout
0: out to legal tax codes. Right. <laughs> Internal revenue service.
1: Everything <laughs> that we speak of can actually be found on irs.gov. So therefore, I'm not I'm not doing any plagiarism or falsity. So I can be fact checked on everything that's in this book. Anyway, so uh, but I have that confidence. It's like like I know my stuff legit. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes out the, you know, the fluff like those other financial entertainers. Like, take out like the book is you can read that. You can read that over a weekend, right? Yeah. and you can come back to it 10, 15, 20 years from now.
0: and that's actually what's. And I'm, I'm gonna call your book "sexy" because it's it's not super long, right? now. Yeah, like you know what like, I mean? Because like, like, like I get I look at these books, you know, two inches oh my thick. Oh god! It's like and I'm like and it's an, it's, I'm it's like it's it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming <laughs> and
1: it's daunting. And a lot of thing is, it this is if you want to know the, the secret sauce of this whole money thing, right? Is the winning playbook is. Like, think about it, right? You grow up to, a, you know, you, you know, the first half of your life, you're being taught. You're being taught to do this. You're taught to do that. You're taught to do this. You're taught to do that. And then you get to another half of your life, you start trying to find out what's my, what's my, what's my, my purpose. What's my, my passion, right? At the end of the day, what it boils down to is, is that everybody wants like one of these few things. They want. Time, they want money, they want health, and they want family, and it's somewhere in God, right? It's, it's somewhere in that order. That's what they want, right? And the thing is, is that you you spend in that first half of your life to learn these skill sets so you can go out in the workplace and go make money a living for yourself. Yeah, right. The thing is, you have to be the breadwinner. You got to get up in the morning. You got to pound the pavement. You got to get on the grind, right? The whole thing is, is that at some point, you're going to burn out.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: Exactly. Either you physically can't get up no more or something. That's why they call this thing retirement, (laughs) because you can't (laughs) do the things like you used to. So, you got to figure out a way to stop you, the physical being, from being the breadwinner and let your money be the breadwinner. Yeah. So now you get your money. I call money,
0: it mailbox dude. money.
1: Yeah, and there you, you go. You know what I mean? Get, <laughs> so now all I got to do is take a shower in the morning, put on my clothes, make sure my stuff's right, and take a nice little walk to my mailbox and then cash that check, right? Because now you want to live a certain lifestyle, which you do not have to apologize for, whatever that lifestyle is, but you have to learn the money that you make your money's the breadwinner the money that your money makes you eat off that and that's the cream and that is supporting your lifestyle right but the principle the the, the, the the bread basket is still being put to work
0: yeah
1: and that's the name of the game let your money do the let your money be the breadwinner
0: yeah
1: and then at that point you can be able to do the things you want to do right because I mean I like nice things sure and I've worked hard for them. All right. Now, if they're all taken away from me, I, I can, I can live with that too. But if I'm on this earth, I want to drive a nice car. I want to have good AC. Right. <laughs> right. I want, I want one of them good gourmet Wagyu beef burgers with the secret sauce on it. Right?
0: It's funny. I always told me, I said. I got to a point in my life where I don't drive cars that you gotta put the key in. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, right? it's like. And then when I heard Drake said, I was like, yeah. "Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. But then I like old school classics. So I put push button starts. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: what? Was, <laughs> my mom always say the only difference for men and boys are the price of their toys. You know, I used yeah. to have Tonka trucks. Now I got the real, yeah. real truck. Right. Exactly. Yeah, was, yeah. So just a different
0: toy. No, nah, I mean that's. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that's the thing too, and. And that's, that's where I'm at in my life is, you know, I, I, at one point had an abundance amount of shit.
1: Just stuff. It, right? <laughs> yeah. And then
0: I'm like, okay, well, some of this shit's got to go. Right. I don't have time for it. There's no need for that. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't need to flex on anything. Yeah. And then, you know, I turn my attention to, to like what you're saying, you know, investments and, and things of those natures, but also focus on giving back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's kind of the direction where, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, need to focus. You know, it's yeah. like. You can have an amazing life, and even, even the Bible doesn't tell you can't. You know, it's yeah, like you, yeah. just, you just gotta, you know, you read what you sow,
1: right?
0: But you also gotta get back. You
1: gotta get back, and yeah. it's
0: uh you know, that goes to to everything we've always talked about. Just you know, just being humble. Yeah, humble, yeah. blessed. You know, and you've obviously had an amazing, uh, you know, football career, and mm-hmm. you know, all through that through that process, and uh, now on the, you know, books. Yeah. Yeah, no. This I mean, yeah, you're gonna have like, like a grandkid sit on your lab reading this book, financial book on how to make my money work for me. Yeah, you know, you uh, know, and,
1: uh, and it was crazy because you know who planted that seed? My dad. Yeah, because he was talking about. He's like, son, before you leave this earth, you wanna, you wanna be able to have something that can live forever, right? You hearing that at 15 years old? You like, what? Right. <laughs> but he's he keeps saying it. Repetition. Keeps saying it. Keeps saying it. And the more and more I think about it, like my dad planted that seed, yeah. right? And so now, whenever I'm dead and gone, guess what, this is in the Library of Congress. Like yeah, it has an icing number, like yeah. it's 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 there forever. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so that's cool, cause like, this knowledge, I can leave it with somebody, that someone can go research it, right? Who knows, 100 years from now, this may be literature that's, you know,
0: yeah, it's always, you know, my wife and I, we started talking about that too, about books and writing, and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. So, you know what I mean? Like, pro- I,
1: <laughs> Let me give you a gym. It's real, it's real easy. So, all right, if you're trying to be a writer, yeah, you're going to have to do some, like, some training and understand writing. But an author, you're the authority of your story, right? Don't nobody know your story better than you, yeah. right? And all I did was tell my story, right? And just threw in my life lessons, which, which can be fact-checked, right? Um, so when the actual, the actual process, what you have to do is get it on paper. The first thing you do is just think like, what do you, what if you can sum it up in one sentence, what do you want to tell? What do you, what, what do you want to do? If you can define, you can define that. Then at that point. What are some things that describe what it is you want to do? And it's just like bullet points, right? So write down all your ideas, right? All your things you want to talk about. You may have like 50 of them, right? Then you just pick 10 and it's like which ones you can tell a great story about. You circle, right? Now, that's your chapters. And with that, you write down those 10. And then you write about like what components do you want to talk about within that, that one chapter, right? And what happens is as you just kind of outline it out, you recognize that like, oh, I got some content. I got some stuff to talk about, right? So now, this is the this is the this is the easiest part for me, right? You got a podcast. Like there's something things that if you were talking about PSF, right? When you're talking about your your business and you want to talk about uh, installation, right? Do you think you can talk ten minutes on installation?
0: Of course, of course. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> of course, right?
1: So what you do is a there's an app. I'll give it to you. I think it's called Rev or Rev or something like that. Get the app. Push record and just start talking. Okay,
0: that's
1: all you do, right? Just start talking, right? It can it can pick up if you got a southern draw, if you got an accent. And what'll happen is it'll transcribe those words into text. Then it'll actually get it transcribed. You spend a few dollars on that, and I mean a few dollars. You spend a few dollars and it'll spit it back to you in either 30 minutes, right? Depending on how long it is. Then at that point, you just kind of look through it and make sure you can do the best grammatical error, you know, as best as you can. Like, oh, I didn't mean to say that, and you can retype it, right? You do that for Mm -hmm. every chapter, every subchapter next thing you know you end up with a whole book then at that point now you got to put that polish on it that's when you take it to an editor or someone who is formally trained in really conveying the message and at that point you should have a dialogue with the editor and you can hire editors
0: yeah
1: and now they're going to actually make sure they understand what you're saying and then at that point next thing you know you got a manuscript okay Next thing you know, and that's why I tell people, don't work like get the product first. Then, then you have the discussion about you want to do self publishing or you want to do traditional publishing. Well, you can't publish anything unless you got a product. Get the product first.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you got a story to tell, who cares? Like you can you can bound it up, put it on your own, and just keep it in the family safe. Yeah. To my son, to my daughter, and just leave it like that. Like, you don't have to go into the Library of Congress. It can be into your own family archives. Right. So just get it on paper, right? Because think about it. The Bible wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, I mean, you know, it was. <laughs>
0: it wasn't on Amazon. Yeah, 10, it wasn't on Amazon. 99. It was
1: somebody like, hey, let me journal this. Let me write it down. And I'm going to tell you what I ran into.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Right. exactly.
1: And then he's like, everybody got their collection of stories, and we're going to put it into one. So that's one thing is take away the dauntingness of, oh, it's a book write your story.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, all you got to do. I mean, you're right. Make, you make it sound easy. It, because because, <laughs> <laughs> right. you were me before that book. You? Right. you like, you're like uh, I know everything. I know what? this. You yeah. know, how do I do a book? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know like, I'm like, yeah. like
1: And that's the thing. is that other people, and that's the beauty of life, is like people see things in you like I mean, that's probably what 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 started this podcast. They saw yeah. something. I mean,
0: this is like my book. Yeah, right. It's your content.
1: it's the visual. It's the visual and and auditory version of a book, right? Sure. Like it's it's yeah. just chronicled differently, right? Yeah. This is just a traditional way of chronicling what I did, right? And that's like it was an opportunity to present yeah. itself. Like I'm pretty sure. Make sure you got. One thing I can say is make sure this is your intellectual property, right? And if, you know, four things that I know. I know what I know, I know what I don't know, I know who knows what I don't know, and that's all I need to know, right? <laughs> the stuff you don't know, you got counsel, yeah. right? I even talk about how to pick your team. Like, you know, in the book, it's like, I don't go I don't go to my strength, I don't go to my strength coach and talk about cardiovascular things. <laughs> like I don't go to my chiropractor to talk about uh uh your heart. You know, uh <laughs> business development. Right. Right? You pick a team, you pick people for certain certain things. And that that's your counsel to where you know, all right, you know, when it comes to business, I got Johnny over here. When it when it comes to to legal matters, I got this person over here, right? Yeah. You build your team and you become your own <laughs> boss. So, um, but back to the thing, the book, it ain't hard. Because if you, that's the thing, an author and a writer are two different things, right? Yeah, that's perfect because yeah. I don't, I'm not yeah, a writer. I'm not a writer either.
0: I'm not grammatically correct on a lot of things. Exactly, yeah. but
1: you got to also think too, but,
0: but. That's why I was like, I just need a ghost writer. Just, <laughs> just hear me talk for like eight hours a day and I'll tell you what's yeah. up. You but know? a
1: lot of times it's like, you know, like I it's my words, right? Yeah. And then at that point, I just had the editor come in and. Like, put that, put that, put yeah, that, put that, uh, little spin put, on put it. put that, and, uh, well, no, put that polish on it. It just makes you, it, it just makes, it, like, it's certain subject, verb, agreement, and flow, and, like, there's just stuff that's just out of my reach. Sure. Right? It's like,
0: and it might be here, but it belongs over here. Over here, here. Yeah, and yeah. it's
1: like, damn, that sounds even better. Yeah, that's what, they,
0: yeah, that's yeah. what I meant.
1: <laughs> and you're like, oh, and then you read it, you're like, damn. Sound good, yeah. Right. They are my words. Like Yeah, it's just you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just.
0: But that's what they're good at. You that's know? what they yeah, that's, exactly. That's about the team, right? You it's don't. Want, you can do it all.
1: I can't do it all. You Because. Know? Yeah, like I if I knew everything, I'd probably be the most miserable person in the world. Uh, no doubt. Like every. No doubt. Like, think about it. I don't want everything. know everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, like fake, sometimes I'll fake it. You <laughs> know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Be like
0: yeah, you know, I know what it's like to be a lineman in the NFL. You know, I did it in a game one time, Madden 96. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: it's, it's, uh... it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, like, mm -mm. I don't want no parts of it. Yeah.
2: But, uh, well, man,
0: I, I, dude, we could literally go on for another whole other episode. One quick question, though, before we we get it.
2: I know it was a little bit of a touchy subject Uh when we talked off camera before. About who? Big Ben. <laughs> I, I, so, you uh-huh. played with Big Ben. Uh-huh. How was it
1: playing with Big Ben? You saw I took a drink before I said. Before hey,
0: can I, said, I can I chime in before you answer that? Please do. Please okay, do. so I'm gonna let that drink settle in, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm play the the ignorant card and not know who Big Ben is.
1: Okay. Uh, so
0: I mean, I'm I'm a fan of football, but I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm trying to make sure. Big Ben Yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Okay. Played with a teammate of mine when I was with the Steelers.
0: No, no. Yeah. I did I I never knew him by oh, Ben. Yeah. ben so like, okay. anyway, so, <laughs> I'm caught up now, all right. So <laughs> let just
1: just ref-
2: all right, what's the question again? We'll go light. How okay. was it playing with them? Some pros and some cons. We'll, we'll take it light. Uh pros and cons
1: playing with Ben Roethlisberger. Pros. Tremendous athlete. Um, cons. Um, leadership style, I didn't agree with.
2: I um, Did he like to talk down to his players? Like, uh, I think like, he, it's he more... You kind of see Brady do it a little bit. When somebody doesn't do something, yeah. that's kind of Kobe mentality, but did he do it differently than that? Yeah.
1: Um, I think You know, I think he just didn't have the capacity to be a leader in, you know, one. All right, let me back up. When you're dealing with individuals, right, there's certain, and I learned this later, is that there's an expectation of what you want for yourself, what you want for your team, what you want for your career. And then there's the actual experience, right? My expectations for a quarterback was not the same experience, and so there was a, a constant dissonance between my experience of what a what I thought leadership should be from a quarterback and what I experienced. Right. For instance, Vince Young, I I, see, I consider him a great leader, right? right? He he, he had a certain level of integrity to the game on and off the field right. He he it was a, an undying commitment to be, to be great, right And it was infectious, right It made you desire to want to be in his presence. I didn't get that experience in, with Ben Roethlisberger. That's to probably, you know, keep it PC. Right. But being honest. Do you think that was like a lot
2: of you guys too? Not just.
1: Yeah, we, we didn't mesh at all. I can say that much. Yeah. I just, no. We uh-uh. <laughs> Uh there was some, I I truly believe there was some some moments. Uh and, and keep in mind, I was, you know, I'm a twenty something year old man. Right. right. I think there were some moments. That that his character and his his character didn't present itself, or it, it wasn't to the standard of what my father raised me, my uncles, my coaches. It was a different. It was totally different, right. and it was different from all the other quarterbacks that I played with, right. and. I didn't respect it. So, therefore, uh, you know, I'm a 40-year-old man now, and so I can just say with humility is that uh, we are not in alignment when it came to leadership. I don't, you know. And, you know, uh, there's some things that that um, the way he he moved, how he lived, wasn't in, in alignment to where how I moved and how I live, right. and um, he probably you know he probably doesn't give two sh- craps about me, right. but I remember that, so uh, I take it as a learning lesson. Um, uh, I ain't got no animosity towards him, but no Texas storm room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I had to take it to the store, oh, I'm definitely winning. I'm definitely getting oh, yeah, my point across, uh, and, and, and and it's gonna be hot, hashed well, out. We need to hit up Joe Rogan, man. <laughs> like, Put a little celebrity thing together. Yeah, you know? yeah. past like, Steelers player, right? Nah, nah. Yeah, because I mean the, big, the, the, the the biggest thing you got to deal with is at that age is your ego, right? Like, man, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, I would. So to
2: spin that. Besides Vance, who was your favorite NFL quarterback you played for? NFL quarterback? Yes, sir. Uh, favorite NFL quarterback
1: that I played with. Yes, sir. All right, so I'll do two things. But one I played with and one I witnessed, uh, which is kind of two in the same thing. But one I played with, Charlie Batch. Mm. He was a leader, all right? Um, and if you look at his career, and you look at what look at what Charlie Batch is doing, like like I always joke with Chuck, his nickname Chuck, Chuck can be mayor of Pittsburgh right now. Right. He would he would win landslide. <laughs> like he's that kind of person. Um, he gives a, you know he gives a damn about his community, and that's something I can respect. And and that was just him as a man. But as a as a player, he, knew, he he knew what to do. He knew it well, and he even understood our position well. And it was always feedback and conversation. It's like, all right, what you thinking on this, Jay Scott? Like, how you, you know, you know, what kind of call you thinking here? And so there was a true
2: partnership. Man, that, that's lovely. I played lineman for a little bit. Yeah. And that connection that you have with the yeah. quarterback is, is crucial.
1: Yeah, and um, it's crazy. I remember being Ben got hurt and Chuck came in and we went 4-0 and without Roethlisberger. Right. But they had to put Ben in because he was Ben. Yeah. But I I am thoroughly convinced if we would have stayed with Chuck, we would have won the Super Bowl. Mm. I say that, I can say that with confidence. Shout Easily. out Chuck. But, uh, and then who I witnessed, this was just fun. It was just fun. I was like, damn, he the truth. <laughs> it's Peyton Manning. Wow. Peyton Manning was like, "Damn, <laughs> he's yeah. like he's a general out there." Right. I, I saw him. It was a TV timeout. I'll make a quick story. Mm-hmm. It was a TV timeout. He saw something. Oh, it was. A, it, he saw something. Called timeout. Went to TV timeout. They huddled about it. Went back on the field. Did a formation. He was like, "Scratch that. Hell no." Nah. All right, you, Bob Harris, move over here. You can move over here. Uh oh, here it comes. Here it comes. All right, check Bravo. Check check what. Check Willie, check Bravo, check Bravo. Blue 80, blue 80, said hut, hut Snapped it, looked this way, made the safety go running this way, and he purposely looking this way, and he just threw it in wide ass open, touchdown. So and I'm was like, him. he knew exactly what he was gonna do. So he was really him. Oh yeah, he was, I'm talking about, he was like Colin Powell, General, like, <laughs> like damn. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm sitting, because of course, there, you know, the defense is up, and and I remember I was standing right next to because it was you know like third and long situation. So um, Lamar Woodley was standing right next to me, right? Because normally he's out there on first, second, and sometimes third down, but this was like third and long, right? So he was sitting, he was on standing next to me. We stand on sideline, and I'm sitting here watching this unfold. I'm like, oh shit, he's about to score. Right, and I'm looking at like wood. I'm like, bro, did that just happen? Yes, that just happened. Ow. And the look on his face was like, damn. Like we couldn't say nothing. And that's when I was like, oh, that's yeah, that's that's greatness right there. Yeah, <laughs> like he he knew he knew what everybody was doing, like everybody. And when I say everybody, I'm talking about what the refs were doing. He knew what the coaches were doing. He knew what the players on the other team were doing. He knew what his players were doing. He even knew what the crowd was doing. Right. I was like, damn. <laughs> I think he even knew what the cameras were gonna be. Like, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he nice. So yeah, those are two. Yeah. Those two.
0: Well, Jonathan, I wanna I wanna say thanks again, man. This yeah. has been a real pleasure. Appreciate it. Appreciate and, uh, it. when that when that next book comes out, we gotta have you back. Yeah, you know yeah, that way sure. I can. Uh, I'm gonna get schooled in this book. Yeah, you know because I'm not. It doesn't look overwhelming, so I've never. Yeah, it's on it, it's so. an easy
1: read, and for everyone that's out there, you check it out. It's on Amazon. Simple read. These are the requirements. You can read. You're either uh, you're aspiring to be an adult, or you are an adult. That's all you need. Yeah, that's it. Right, and it's for everybody. It's literally for everybody. Uh, you can, it can pretty much if you're in high school, that's where. Yeah, that's where it starts Perfect. it's easy easy peasy
0: well man thanks again and uh of course yeah Uh
1: appreciate you Let letting me be one of the select few
0: you're of a select few you know? yeah. don't worry that trademark's pending <laughs> we're working on that we got a legal team on that yeah, don't worry about it's it a, yeah. you know that's part of the team yeah so, exactly man exactly. it's a real pleasure man uh, I appreciate, appreciate you thank
1: you much. thank you very much thank you